Take off, you hosers. Hey guys, welcome to Hosers. This is episode 17. My name's Chris Killingsworth, and joining me as always is my co-host, Carter Lupel. What's going on, Carter? How's it going, Chris? It's going good. Um, we're happy to be back for episode 17. I will warn you guys ahead of time that we did this interview um, before what we're recording right now. And <laughs> I will just tell you, it's a little bit scattered. Um, we had our friend Tim Waugh on, but he wasn't able to stay for the uh, the full episode. We had initially planned to do a breakdown of free agency and go through uh, all of the moves that happened with all 31 teams. Um, but Tim is a super, super successful Canadian musician, and I'm not even saying that sarcastically. He is amazing, Um, but he wasn't able to stay because he had band practice, so we were able to get through about seven teams, and then next week, we're going to go through uh, the rest of them, or as many as we can with Tim, and go from there. Does that sound okay to you, Carter? Sounds good to me, man. Awesome. Uh, One last thing is for the off season, we are going to try and do a team preview for, I'd say, as many teams as we can. I'm interested in all of the things that are happening in the league, but also getting some insight from people who follow the teams much closer than we do. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, We'll announce some stuff through our Twitter account and everything like that uh, moving forward. Sound good? Perfect. We should, uh, we should have a, a Leafs-Habs head, head-to-head. Uh, there's no contest, buddy. I know, but we, we could just... That's our teams. We could do our, our thing. Absolutely. And because <laughs> it's topical, I'm just so thrilled that John Tavares is a Toronto Maple Leaf. We didn't oh get my. to talk about that in the interview. But How crazy. Yeah, it's it's... It's very crazy. I, like it's uh, surreal. It's like I, I don't even know what to say. Yeah, I think for me it is just a testament to um, all of the great work that's being done by Toronto's management and yeah. really them understanding the motivation for John Tavares to leave the island and come back to his hometown team. We all know that he left money on the table. He was offered um, significantly more money to go to a place like San Jose, uh, but his heart was in Toronto. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll be honest, I was pretty emotional. I uh, cried like a baby when I read his tweet <laughs> about coming home. Um, but for me, it's 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 exciting because you know for a long time, you know there there wasn't a lot of excitement in Toronto, and, and Toronto certainly wasn't getting. Um, the quality type of free agents uh, that have been available. But quite frankly, there haven't been a lot of free agents of uh, John Tavares's caliber that have been made available. So yeah. it's it's exciting. Um, what do but, you think about all this buzz of, like, could he be the captain? Yeah, I, and I'm, I'm glad that you asked that because I'd like to quickly hit on that before we get into our interview with Tim. Um, for me, it doesn't matter. Um, I thought that for a long time that, um, you know, Matthews was was destined to be the captain. And of course, I don't think anybody could have even fathomed somebody of John Tavares's stature making his way to the team. Yeah. Um, but for me, I, I don't care. I think Tavares will end up getting the captaincy yeah. um, just based on, 
um, his experience in the league already, um, having been a captain. Um, and, and I think that they're going to want Austin to, to see almost in like a kind of an old timey way, like how to be a good captain. And, um, he hasn't had a captain the entire time he's been there. Right. Yeah. So from yeah, a, me- sorry, go ahead. I was going to say just from a mentoring standpoint, um, I see them giving the seat to Tavares and then maybe later on down the line, Matthews becomes the captain. Um, but I think Tavares is going to get it by opening night. Yeah, absolutely. And it'll be, I think you hit the nail on the head for a player like uh, Matthews, who they're trying to wean into that type of role and not having a captaincy before. You can, like, you can kind of tell, like, how he plays in the playoffs and, like, during crunch time, there's that uh, mentorship that the captaincy will add that will, I guess it sounds cheesy, but, like, that captain is the type of person that can help rally those players into honing their game to, like, play in those crunch times right yeah I think his composure um has been shown um at at other levels throughout his career Mm -hmm. um and I think that that's kind of the cool as a cucumber type thing that uh Patrick Marlowe brings but also somebody um like John Severus but in any case um I'm excited we'll talk a little bit he looks so hot in the blue when TSN announced it yeah it was pretty exciting I'll uh I'll agree with you (laughs) on that one but without further ado, I can't talk about Tuveris for too much longer. I'll uh, just start, you start, know. Start crying again. <laughs> again, yeah, I can't do that to myself. But without further ado, here's our interview with Tim Waugh. And uh, thanks for checking it out, guys. Here we go. And joining us for his second appearance on the show, we have Tim Waugh. What's going on, Tim? Eight more years of Ollie, baby. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's been practicing that, obviously. Yeah. How long have you had that lined up for? Lined up? I say it just about everywhere I go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those of you guys... People at work? <laughs> oh, yeah. I literally just walk in and start high-fiving customers and I go, eight more years, baby. Oh. uh so good you guys might remember tim from an earlier episode where we uh deconstructed the arizona coyotes tim is our uh probably my only coyotes fan friend fan friend friend. (laughs) (laughs) um so let's get started boys um we are going to be doing a bit of a free agency breakdown um Free agency is probably my favorite time of year because you get to see how you could probably effectively run an NHL team better than some of these GMs that are out there. Uh, so oh, it's a buddy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a reminder to me that uh, you know if I keep playing my cards right, maybe I'll get there someday. But I guess we'll just have to see how it goes. Um, let's go through it um, through alphabetical order here. Let's uh, let's get started with Anaheim. So Anaheim had uh, three fairly big well okay they're not big they didn't have a big free agent uh we'll start free agency puts a magnifying glass on everybody so if they scored five goals last year it's like wow they scored like 25 goals it's not bad how big of a magnifying glass can you put on luke shen though we already got him fired up carter yeah, so that was my, that was my pride. <laughs> first of all i was t- telling myself on the drive 
back home, I was like, you know what? Don't rush into the episode. You got to finesse a little bit of Arizona talk. And then we just jump right to Luke Shen. So let's look at... Tim comes in young. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. So let's look at the... The Luke Shen deal here. Uh, one year, 800000 Do you got a scouting report, Tim? Well, I mean, this I don't know. It's, it's kind of sad. It's such a fall from grace that guy had because, you know, we went over this before. I have to defend this guy every goddamn day. <laughs> um, he, so I, I blame the scouts, first of all, for making this guy seem like the cat's pajamas back in. When did he get? Was it 2003? Uh, I know it was Is the. It was quite a while ago, man. In like the big yeah, scheme of things. Two thousand seven. He's that's the thing. Like he's he's not as old as everyone thinks he is. Also, uh, being a third overall pick for a defensive defenseman—that's just Toronto being Toronto. That's not really him being a shitty defenseman. Uh, Toronto's never really made mistakes that way, though. I wouldn't say, but okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They've, they've drafted pretty well for the last twenty years. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they drafted in two thousand seven, so two thousand eight season. Okay. My bad. Wow. Way off. I know. Well, he but looks yeah, like so, a dinosaur because of all the years that the NHL's put on him. He's he was he was ruined by two different franchises, and the, uh, but what he is now, he's great. Third third uh, third pair shutdown guy. He hits. Got he's got a clapper. It's not the most accurate shot, but he, he rips him for sure. I I enjoyed him. I wish we resigned him. We we chose Kanan over him. So whatever. He's gonna be good on Anaheim. And he's an animal. Like if you're like he's as wide as he is tall. Like. Oh, yeah, yeah he's a brick shithouse for sure. So. <laughs> <laughs> like he, he's definitely like what he's built for. He does very well. Absolutely. And, and I I did enjoy watching like him in his younger years in Toronto. Like he was fun to see. You know. He yeah. got bigger and not leaner. So I mean, he never really. You know, he didn't. He didn't really figure out the speed thing. But no, uh, whatever. You know, he's, he plays his game well. That's all. With JVR going back to the Flyers, I was thinking, oh, maybe Shen will make his way back to the Buds. But <laughs> in any case, uh, yeah, Anaheim didn't do too much. They uh, signed uh, depth uh, forward Brian Gibbons, uh, one year, one million, big deal. I like Gibbons. He had a good year with New Jersey last year. Yeah, he did. I just, I don't know. I mean, they they invested a lot of money. I think Gibbons is a center, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so maybe fourth line guy, or maybe he'll he be. Plays, he plays all three positions. Oh, does he? Even better. Yeah, he's a he's a she's a skilled tradesman. I don't know if. <laughs> Man, maybe. He's uh, like he's like he's Michael Grabner light. <laughs> okay, yeah, so. fair enough. Probably doesn't have the wheels that Grabner has, but. Hey, listen, we're one team away from Arizona. One team, but before we get yeah, there. Yeah. What do you guys think of uh, Andrej Schuster's fall from grace? <laughs> I was honestly surprised that he didn't get re-signed in Tampa, just given how there's such a premium on right-handed defensemen and he's like 6'8 or something on skates. Um, but you look at Tampa Bay and he's the antithesis of what they want. Yeah, for sure. Besides besides Ryan McDonough, they want everyone to be, to be lightning quick. Pun intended. I don't care. <laughs> um, he's he's just he's too big. He's too. I mean, he's great. He's a great defenseman. He played well too. He, I just I just don't think he was in their cards. And obviously, right now they're trying to figure out how to fit Eric Carlson into the deal. So yeah. Um, guys, I'm sorry about this, guys. What was that? 
then Chrissy just put shoes in the dryer. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like you're starting a car in your basement. She put the cat in the dryer. They aren't shoes, the dryer's just Holy fuck. <laughs> oh, hi, Tim. Hi. <laughs> oh, hey. I'm, on, I'm not editing any of this out. I'm keeping it. Um... So, Tim, let's talk about the, the Yotes. So, we haven't had you on for a while. How did you feel like the end of the season went to where we are now? It was incredible. <laughs> One of the best teams in the league last, last, uh, since January. So, uh, yeah, no, that's true. You know, ended on a good note. Um, if Randy was healthy all year. Total consciousness. Honestly, like, it was... It, it, there was nothing that could have saved us from the basement, but we ended up finishing, um, like the last last ten games, we were on fire, like seven, seven, one and two or something. Yeah. But we were just crushing teams. We were crushing. We beat. I think we beat Tampa like four one. We're beating Vegas by like wide margins. And I mean, like yeah, I guys kind of started giving up a bit, but um, I don't know. It was it was it was handy victories. Like we won handily for sure. So I don't know. It was a good end of the season. Louis Domingue can blow me. I'm glad the guy's career is over. <laughs> he's the worst. He's the worst. What do, we the talked worst. about Louis Domingue when you were on the show last time. And I was so stoked for him. Yeah, I remember because I re-listened to the episode a couple days ago because I knew we were having you on. And I was like, I wonder if Tim's changed his tune on anybody. And <laughs> here oh, you are. <laughs> okay, why don't you like oh, him? Like, what's buddy. this? What's your hatred for him other than him throwing uh, he the... Just had, he, didn't have a good, he didn't have a good season with us at all. He was, he was terrible. There's no, there's no splitting hairs. He was terrible. Do you think that... We, he... lost, we lost so many games strictly because of him. And, and, and yeah, the team is, team is getting there. The new system, like Rick Tockett's system, took a while to set in. You could tell. Because when it clicked, it clicked. But he yeah. was just something else. He did, was something else. Did sure. you feel that, like given that he'll be in obviously more of a sheltered role with Vasilevsky in Tampa that, you know, do you think that he could have success there or what it's, what's your kind of take on him? Ah, he'll, he'll, he'll steal a few games. He'll win a few games. I don't think he's ever going to get the, the kind of ice time he got in the NHL like he did with us ever again. Right. Uh, but prove me wrong, I guess, whatever. But I, I, you know, they don't need him. It's not like they need him. Vasilevsky's an animal. Yeah, uh, no, it's true. But and uh, I want to say he also have another super young goalie prospect that's way better than him anyway, or will be at least. But whatever. Is it Miska or Langhammer? Uh oh! I mean, we we definitely have. Uh, I like Merrick Madsen. He's uh, uh, Harvard's goalie. Okay. Harvard or BU, one of those schools. Boston College, BU, and Harvard—they're all the same in my brain. Yeah. No, they all are for sure. <laughs> Central Michigan. Oh my God! You big college hockey fan? What? Does it say Western Michigan? Oh, I'm wearing the wrong shirt. (laughs) Nice man. Yeah, it's funny because I knew that your shirt didn't say that, but I was like, let's just wait till he realizes he's not wearing the shirt he thinks he's wearing. Oh dang! I wore the wrong shirt, guys. (laughs) Now wrong Michigan shirt happens to the best of us. I know. With so it's kind of like wearing a Harvard BU or a, or a yeah. BC shirt. You should just say, you know what I mean. <laughs> you know what? 
Did you uh, like the the re-signings that happened before the free agency window opened, like with Connaughton? I like the Yalmerson deal quite a lot. I'm sure you probably feel the same way. Every, everything we did was exactly what I wanted. In Ranta? Oh, especially Ranta, yeah. There's, I mean, giving him, giving him uh, three years is... Uh, Exactly, it's perfect because okay, he was the first guy to actually resign with us. So yeah, it was it was more like he was saying, okay, I trust that you're gonna give me something to work with next season, like a little better of a uh, of a team to surround me. Because realistically, we didn't know what Yalmerson was gonna do. Um, so we didn't know. Well, we knew, but we didn't know what Ekman was gonna do. Uh, we didn't have Galchenyuk. We still had a couple question marks in terms of what we are going to do at forward, if we were even be able to entice anyone to sign or who we were going to get in a trade. We didn't know any of this stuff at that point. So he he kind of took a leap because we gave him his first shot at starting, and that's all he ever wanted. So so he's happy. He's, he's, he's not young either. Like, he's 29. His career is going to be... Yeah. He's going to be in his prime in this deal, so we're getting his best years for sure. Do you think the cap hits a little bit high for him, or you're okay with the five mil? If if the guy uh, four point two five, oh is oh it's less than that. My bad. Sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's making four and a quarter. So for three years. So if 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 he plays like he did the last like the last half of last year, like when he was healthy, then that's a steal because he has lights out. Yeah, I think he's probably one of the best. Like you know quote unquote defensive defenseman in the league. I would put him in my top five wait, wait, for who sure. Are we about here? Yalm- no, Yalm Okay, Yalmerson is he he's, he signed for two more years, so three years left. So we were uh, talking about Ranta there, Chris. Oh so I was right about the cap hit. We were yeah, just talking right about their cap yeah. hit. <laughs> you know what guys, I got so excited at the prospect of the uh, Coyotes having a really great defensive core now that they've got rid of Luke Shen. Sorry, that is so embarrassing on my part. Yeah, I know how it feels, so it's okay. I'm excited too. How do you feel about uh, Connaughton? Because I know a lot of people were a little bit taken back by that, although the cap hit's not bad. It's like, what, 1.3 or 1.4? Where does he slot in? Like, he's, what, a 6-7 guy or 5-6? He's... uh... He's he's definitely in the mix for seventh for seventh man. Uh, he he had a he had his I feel like it was his best year last year. We're only paying him. Uh, he's only been making like under a million his whole career. But he, we gave him one point three seven five or one point three seven five yeah for two years. And I think that's basically saying like okay, well you did really well last year. So what else do you got? He scored eleven goals. Yeah, twenty one points. Like that's. For him, like that's great. He hasn't put up numbers like that in the NHL ever. So, uh, but he was—he's never. But again, he's another guy who's not really a points guy. Uh, he's got—he's got a good shot. He's a little quicker than Shen, so I feel like that's why they kept him over Luke. But that's he, just the way she goes. It feels like. <clears throat> excuse me, boys. I'm a little sick. I'm a little under the weather today. Um, it's okay. But yeah, for for me, it felt almost as if Connaughton was just kind of like once he resigned, I think it was pretty clear that Shedden was going to go to the open market because they seem like yeah. very similar players. Um, 
we were already talking about Yalmerson while we were talking about Ranta, so <laughs> leave that up to the listeners to decipher. Uh, I think the move that I was the most excited about for Arizona was uh, Michael Grabner. Um, yeah. What do you what do you think people um, you know in Arizona or Coyotes fans? How are they feeling about a guy like Grabner? Other than he's probably top ten uh, hottest forwards in the league. He's got a you can shred cheese on that guy's chest. I'll tell you right now. Anyway, it's true. But it's it's not even like who he. Uh, okay, so one of the things I think is kind of funny is we signed him three years, three point three five a year, um, which is you know it's a really team friendly deal. Also good for him. He's making good money. He's got actual term because uh, he was always kind of a whatever guy after the Islanders. Um, his stint with the Islanders, um, and uh, but you know what he's he's the first like. He was he's near the top of the food chain in terms of like the free agency market this year, and he chose to come here. And we haven't had a player like that in years. And JVR was close. I heard I read a lot of I read a lot of uh, uh, articles about how J, uh, the Flyers had to throw in an extra million to get him to sign Philadelphia because he was strongly considering Arizona at six million for five years. So yeah, it was we got close, and and it's it's cool to see that. So people are just stoked. Everyone's so pumped for Grabner. They're like, "Oh my god!" And he, and you know what? He makes he's making two and a half million dollars less a year for two less years, and he's scored four more goals than James Neal over the last two years. So he's he's just as high up there in terms of production goals. Yeah. Um, he's making way less. There's way less risk, and he seems like he's stoked to be here. Uh, there's no downside. It's, it's a great move. I thought it was funny too that he announced his own deal on Twitter. <laughs> oh yeah. He's, he's a character, eh? I, yeah. I had no idea. I was, I was looking at his account, and he's like, he just tweeted, like, go with the coyotes, like a palm tree and like sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, when he played for the Leafs, he was, like, I, I would say he was a fan favorite, even though, um, <clears throat> you know, that was kind of a dark period as a Leafs fan. Um, but <laughs> yeah. the other thing about Grabner that I always thought was so interesting is that <clears throat> when the Leafs acquired him, they sent, like, five players the other way back to the island. Um yeah. I, I just thought that that was crazy. That was like one of the biggest transactions I've ever seen. And it's just one guy going to one team and five guys going to the other team. Um, rest in peace, Matt Finn. Um, Cause I think that was the, yeah. the trade that Finn was in. But in any case, so we're feeling good about the coyotes. I know you're a big coyotes guy, so we'll stop on the coyotes for a yeah, second. I, before we stop, I wanted to ask Tim one question, like how you felt about picking up another centerman in the first round. So here's the deal. I've, I've done a lot of reading and I've asked a lot of questions and I've looked up a lot of stuff um, for about Bear Hayden. Uh, doing some digging um, for my own, you know, for my own uh, account, Yotes Trade Central, at Yotes Trade Central, what's up? Um, not a big deal. Um, so there's, I learned that... Um, the Canucks and the uh, Blackhawks. So our plan was to trade trade down to take Hayden because we knew he would be there. Uh, as the day rolled on, check it, there was no trade announcement. And I was like, okay, like I thought his whole plan was to get a trade down to take the guy he wants. Um, and so when we took him, everyone's like, what? Like Zadina, blah, blah, blah. I was like freaking out over everything. Uh, apparently the, the Canucks were waiting to take Hayden as soon as they had a chance. Blackhawks were also considering it. So this kid was like, he's a hot player. Yeah. Full 200-foot game. 
Um, he doubled his points year over year, and he hasn't touched the first line yet in Sioux because they're just to the tits with talent. They got that yeah. Morgan Frost kid playing one C. He's going to be gone next year for sure. So he's going to get uh, – I think he's getting the C too. He's getting first line center. He's getting the captain C. They're going to really put a lot of weight in him. He's, they're going to let him play. I think he's going to – I think he's going to be like a huge player yeah. in the league. I, yeah, they're saying he's Ber- Patrice Bergeron. That's what Craig Button compared him to, but – Oh, craggy. Think, oh, he's going to be the, the, the highest the highest paid player in the NHL, you mean? Or? <laughs> For his time? <laughs> well, I think... Uh, yeah, no, I, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I just, I'm happy with it. I'm not, I'm not, people are saying, oh, but Zadina. Zadina is a one-dimensional player. He's a really good scorer, but I like his yeah. complete game. So that's, yeah. that's what I got to well, say. I was just like pulling another centerman down to Arizona was my biggest question. Well, they're just not sure if Strom's going to work Chega's, out. Chega loves premium positions. He drafts <laughs> nothing but centers and defensemen and sometimes goalies. Yeah. If yeah. you look at the last two years, all defensemen and a couple centers. Yeah. Now... That's crazy. So... And then, well, if you yeah. look at what, like, Philly did with Giroud tossing him on the wing, like, mixing it up and, like, how much that opened up Drew's game, maybe that's where... Oh, yeah, he's already... His future lies... He's already gone on record saying, like, it's better to have two centers on the ice than one. You know, yeah. it's better to have, because they're the smartest players in the league. they got to know how to play everywhere. So yeah. why not have to? Who cares if he's not registered, central registry as a center? Yeah. yeah. It's, if he's on the ice he's, and he's a good player, he's going to make good plays. So, I, th- nice. I thought it was interesting, too. Like, I am not a big Barrett Hayton guy. I saw him play um, in Barry. Like, obviously, he plays for the Sioux, but went to a bunch of Sioux games last year. And I wasn't always impressed with him. But some of the move, like the one that just to this day does not make any sense to me. And if you look back, you hit on a really a strong point there a few minutes ago, Tim, about them drafting centers and defensemen. Like a lot of people forget that Tyler Steenbergen is in Arizona's system. Um, and, you know, for defensively, they've got two defensive prospects that they got back to back last year. Uh, Pierre Olivier Joseph and Philip Westerland who are two prospects that I really liked um, you know and, and got to watch um, P.O. Joseph is that is that what they call him or do they call him Pierre yeah. Olivier no I call him P.O. there you go um, and he played for Charlottetown but the one move that just absolutely blows my mind you cannot talk me out of it is why they drafted Kevin Ball yeah, I don't see it either. That's that's probably the one head scratcher with with so many guys that I kind of like left on the board. I'm, so you know, many I, guys. I don't know. Kevin Kevin Ball got an invitation to the uh, World Juniors, so what do I know? I just feel like you know, and I, and I know, and I feel like you know the Leaf fans are getting it a lot right now, and and obviously Cheka, younger analytics guy, whatever, all that nonsense that's been spouted about for the last couple of years, and then you look at a guy like Kevin Ball, who I don't know, like, do you feel like he's going to be mobile enough to play the type of game that Arizona is going to want to play in the next couple of years when all these prospects start to bloom a little bit, or? So a few people kind of feel like he is. He's good enough on his feet. Um, he makes really good passes to kind of make up for it. He does close the close the gap that way a bit. Um, I do agree in the fact that he is kind of not really like. When's the last time you saw a defenseman that big actually have success long term? That who whose name didn't rhyme with. Uh, Flora. <laughs> that's like, where is he going with this? <laughs> you know this? what I mean? So it's, it's just one of those. Uh, I don't know. It's it's one of those things that 
Um, we'll have to see. Maybe I don't really see it panning out, but but like I said, he got a World Juniors invite. Obviously, they see something in him. Yeah, see yeah. something in him. Now um, he's enormous though. He's he's, he's huge. Yeah, this guy's as tall as he is wide, but he's really wide. Yeah, and but this thing, he's not as bad as on his feet as you would expect. Yeah. That's that's his biggest takeaway, I guess. That people wanted to, they wanted people to know. So I don't know. He's not quick, but he's lateral and like. Like if you ever like, I got I got the chance to watch a few auto games, and he definitely knows what to do and how to make the most of his size and his stride. Yeah, yeah we, true we enough. Also, uh, his, I don't know if they're partners, but we also have Noel uh, Hoffenmeyer, uh, who's also on the sixty sevens. They play well together, so yeah. maybe that had something to do. With it. I don't know. Anyway, over it. Now, one quick last note here on the Coyotes: How excited and how interesting has this Liam Kirk stuff been? Uh, the last little while here. So, so he's interesting because he's, uh, he's, uh, you know, you've heard the story, like he's the first British, like produced talent, um, fully British produced. Like he plays in, he played for the Sheffield, I think Sheffield Steelers. Yeah, that's right. Was that the Snell brothers? Um, was he? No, I'm just kidding. Cause one of them went over and played in, in England, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Probably the oh. bad one, the youngest Jared. Jared, yeah. Jared definitely went and played in England. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's funny because Liam Kirk's a really good player there. Uh, obviously, the English elite hockey league isn't really a great barometer for talent. So, <laughs> uh, not, to, not to knock him, but like, Very who are you playing guy. against? Uh, it, I'm glad he, he he got taken pretty high in the in the import draft, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, yeah, Peterborough Pete's, I believe. So he's uh, he's like I said on Twitter, Tim. We are going to some Pete's games this year. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I can't wait. I want to I want to see him. I, I think he's really cool. I watched the I, I watched the Coyotes scrimmage, the red versus white scrimmage game, and uh, he's oh god, he's fast, man. He's got hands too. He's on the hands team for sure. But I, uh, he is, he's pin thin. That's my one issue. Kevin Ball knocked him over in the corner. I thought he was going to pass away. <laughs> Kevin Ball would knock anybody over, though. Right. Yeah, reckon Ball, baby. Hashtag get going. <laughs> did, uh, it started here. Does, does Brendan Perlini still have an English accent? He never really had one, really. Oh. I was hoping that they both still had one. So they could talk like this all the time, right? Liam Kirk is definitely like a. There's no tea in these water bottles. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely got English breakfast in a thermos behind <laughs> the bench. So. I uh, orange, orange pico on lock. The coyotes, Tim. Uh, your your tattoo's popular again this year. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh my God, Kachina. It's funny because everybody's everybody when when Adidas announced it, everyone's like, Oh my God, yes! Like finally, I was like. It's been a year. Like we had it two years ago. Yeah. What do you? Everyone's everyone's acting like it's the first time they've seen it since two thousand one or whenever they phased out two thousand three. It is pretty. It is sick though, and I. Uh, I gotta admit, when I saw that it was gonna be the third jersey, I know you and I were texting a little bit that night. Were you expecting it to be something different? And what would you rather it have been? I thought it was gonna be the Coyote head, um, one. Uh, the desert scene with like the sunset, like the the moon and on the, and the oh, lizard patch on the shoulder. Wouldn't have gone that crazy. So I thought I thought it was gonna be something like that, but with the new color scheme and a little more like uh, conservative. I thought they were just gonna go the head logo first. I I don't know. I thought they were gonna dip in a little bit, but 
the Kachina is popular and it's amazing, so I, I'm not mad. Now, with the uh, everything that's kind of going on for them, what's the prediction that you have for them this year? Are there uh, maybe some prospects that people aren't as like like keyed into, or like who do you think is going to make the team, and, and what do you expect them to do um, this season coming up? Uh, well, it's interesting. It depends a lot on uh, depends a lot on independent success. Like how how these guys are gonna do? Uh, like, are they gonna do better than last year? Fisher, Perlini, Dvorak. Dvorak was like a twenty twenty guy. He had forty points last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's gonna be. Are those guys gonna get better and better, or are they going to regress? And are we gonna like see what happened with Duclair? Like, is he gonna regress again? Uh, Perlini had seventeen goals. I thought I thought that was awesome. Uh, you know, Panic had a great end of his uh, end of his season with us after we got him in that Duclair trade. I yeah, that was awesome. Um, sorry, Dvorak had 15 goals, 22 assists, but still, uh, these guys are getting 30 to 40 points, and if they can only get better, it's great. Domi switching out Domi for Galchenyuk alone is going to bring us in like I feel 25 more points than. Yeah, we did last season. I think Arizona ripped Montreal off big time. Absolutely, we sent that. We sent that "Make America Great Again" hat straight to the. <laughs> <laughs> we sent a pack. I, I I love Domi, man. I I I love that guy. But a Galchenyuk still has so much in the tank, so much to prove. Um, he could be a he could be a one C for somebody one day. I don't know. Like, well, he's still getting tested, so I don't I don't think his future is written in the stars yet. But. Um, yeah, it's, it, a lot of that stuff, like the pro Trump stuff, like Domi would tweet out stuff. I kind of turn turn a blind eye to, but now it's like I don't have to worry about. It. It's kind of nice. Do you think that Galchenyuk will slot in behind Derek Stepan as like the second center? They're gonna start at two C for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they I was thinking too. The wing, if Dvorak's killing it, and and they're like, ah, oh, you know what? Like, let's let's try this out. Like Galchenyuk's been a winger, obviously. Like, he, but he's a center. He wants to play center. He's stoked. He gets to play center. So we got to at least let him try. Absolutely. All right, let's move into the next team, uh, and it's Boston Bruins. Next. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't really do anything like Sean Corrali, don't care, uh, Anton, Anton Blyde, I think is how you say his it's, name. Uh, Anton Bleed. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, it is. He's um, pretty, pretty hardcore, dude. No, they, they, they had him last year. Uh, yeah, he, he was... He was a solid, just filling the time. I think I think the the Bruins like their guys. They got their guys. You know, they figured out Sean Corrali. Yeah, it's their guy. They're gonna give him a contract. See what he does for three more years. They picked up some total junk drawer dudes like Chris Wagner and Joachim Nordstrom. But Nordstrom, I didn't um, mind. I know he. Um, there are some people that I follow in Carolina Hurricanes Twitter universe um, that expected him to get re-signed. But um, yeah, like depth guy, like bottom six guy, but. That's the thing. Like, Boston's been able to rely on their, like, kind of getting production out of all four lines. Um, the trouble that I have is that does a guy like Nordstrom take away from ice that, like, a Ryan Donato or somebody would get? You know what I mean? It's funny you say that because I, I view the Bruins as specifically only getting points from their first line. But, I mean, now... <laughs> Now they're kind of in a in a position where Ryan Donato, yeah, he gets to slot in. He gets it like Nash is gone, obviously, and unless he signs again, he probably won't get signed by the Bruins. Oh, he's going to Columbus, man. 
That's what people keep saying. Well, no, but if he comes... Listen, and I know that I got fucking roasted by you and Thomas on the last episode about players going back to their hometowns. And we'll get to John Tavares in a little bit. But I was fucking right about JVR. Sorry, but I was. And... I honestly think, like, if Nash ends up coming back, I know he's had some some concussion issues and stuff like that, and he may, you know, throw in the towel, but I honestly think he'll go back to Columbus. Well, I mean, if they want him, I don't think they... Well, his performance in Boston, like, wasn't that great, but... And the thing with Boston, too, is, like, they uh, they lost Anton Kudobin, um, so they got Yaroslav Halak two years at 275 that's okay, I think, for a, for a backup. Yeah, he was a starter last year. Well, I guess he was kind of like a 1A, 1B type thing with uh, Grace in uh, in Long Island. But John Moore, I thought, was interesting. Um, 2.75 over five years. Um, do either of you feel any particular way about that signing? I love John Moore. I think he's a guy that needs to get locked up like that. He's He's got a lot of upside. He doesn't really command. like He's another guy that's just like, you 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 want him on your bottom three one of your bottom three defensemen for sure. Absolutely. If we move into Buffalo, um, free agent signings. Carter Hutton was obviously a pretty big one. Scott Wedgwood, I think, will probably play for Rochester next year. I feel like they're probably going to go with Carter Hutton and Linus Allmark as their goalies next year. The yeah, biggest sure. biggest thing for me was the trade. Um, so for. Those of you who don't know, Ryan O'Reilly was dealt to the St. Louis Blues for Vladimir Sabodka, Patrick Berglund, Tage Thompson, and a couple of draft picks. Um, what were your kind of takes on that, Tim? Uh, I think the Blues destroyed that trade. They did so well. They, oh, yeah. They gave, up, they gave up the least of their best prospects. Yeah. Like the least good of the best ones, I guess you could say. Um, Tage Thompson was never going to see any ice. You have so many guys ahead of him. Fabry, Costin. It's, oh, not Fabry, sorry. I mean, uh, uh, Kairou, Costin, um, Robert Thomas. Like, there's no way this kid's seeing ice on the Blues. So, good good, good to see him get a good chance in uh, Buffalo. Um, I think Buffalo's going to love him. He's going to be pretty good. I, I think dumping Berglund's contract. I don't say dumping because I love Berglund, but his contract is just too long. It's too many years. Yeah. Um, uh, Sabaka again, great player. Uh, he's 31. He's making almost four million bucks. Uh, the Blues need more bank for their buck because they just got uh, they they just got a team that needs uh, they need some actual centers, not guys that can play center, which is what I kind of saw uh, Berglund and Sabaka as. Yeah. Um, so they got Bozak and uh, Riley. O'Reilly. Well, Bozak's signing, but they got O'Reilly, and I think. Uh, the Blues like to roll four lines. They don't really care about who's first, second, third line. They they want to get the best guys on the ice at all times. That's just kind of how they roll. So I think I think O'Reilly as like their floater, one, two, so wherever he lands, I think is a great great pickup. <laughs> also, I gotta say the Sabers Sabers next year have three first round picks. I think that's beautiful for a team who's now starting to try and like get back out of the get into the bubble playoff bubble conversation yeah yeah and i also like um that they were able to get connor sherry uh from pittsburgh as well and that oh my god that was that was heartbreaking how easy that was for them yeah well i think like pittsburgh had to move some money out 
uh, and I think that they did that. I like Connor Sherry a lot. Um, I think he's a yeah. uh, an interesting well, player. Good. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, the other thing yeah, I thought. I, hold on, I picked up a treat this weekend. What's that? I can't see. I got to put the video back on. Oh, that's a that's a that's a lid. What is it? I can't see it. It's an old Sabres hat. Oh, oh, that's kind of cool. If you ever fucking wear that around me, I'm throwing it in the garbage. I know. Well, I, well Chris, I was taking a page out of your book. Uh, they're my, my team to watch for the next three years. Buffalo you see, uh, is your Michael, team to watch. Michael got his, his number nine back now that uh, O'Reilly's gone. I saw that. See, yeah. I think that that's interesting. And I, I was actually going to bring it up here. Do you think it was like kind of bums fans out when they probably spent a fortune on the 15 jersey and now he's wearing nine like he did when he played in college? Absolutely. I don't think people in Buffalo care because they're psycho. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They're probably just... They're ride, or, they're ride or die. They don't give a shit. They're like, oh, good. I get to buy another jersey now. Yeah, it's true. Okay, never mind. I was wrong. Yeah. Well, the, the, uh, Bill's fans, it was either Bledsoe or Kelly. I forget what era Bill's fans it were. But they switched numbers, and there was, like, a riot in Buffalo. Jesus. That's honestly not even surprising. If we move into the Calgary Flames, because I'm not talking about Buffalo anymore, I'm done. Um, James Neal, five years, uh, times 5.75 million cap hit. I'll be honest, I did not expect James Neal to go to to Calgary. I don't know why. Just seemed random. Why did you expect it? Because I knew he'd get too much money, and I knew Calgary would pay too much money for him. <laughs> yeah, but see, Calgary, I think they've made some pretty bad moves recently. <clears throat> I, uh, I think that exclusively bad. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Although there were two two signings that I thought were actually pretty reasonable: Derek Ryan and Austin Zarnick. Um, yeah, see, Those are good moves, and and I like right. that bottom six guys that I think can contribute. Well, Derek Ryan absolutely capitalized on the thin center market oh yeah 3.13 million for three years for a 31 year old guy who has barely barely scored more okay sorry he had one (laughs) he had one season in the ahl where he got 55 points yeah my bad true enough He's a, he's a product of Europe. He, like, he went to, you know, he went to uni- play for University of Alberta. He played in Hungary. He played, you know, overseas for a bit. Then he comes here, and I don't think he's done better than, like, 30 points. Okay, my bad. 38 points. So, one one year, he got 38 points. And you're going to pay this guy $3 million for three more years. Yeah, true enough. I don't think that's a good idea, especially when you're trying to, A, now you have to sign Noah Hannafin. You also have to get Brett Kulak locked up. you got to figure out a goalie after next year because Mike Smith is a – well, you should figure it out now because they technically only have one goalie. Um, yeah, but they've got goaltending depth like Tyler Parsons. They've got John Gillies. But when will they be what people think they're going to be? They've had John Gillies for years. They've had Tyler Parsons for years. I yeah. think they are – I think they're just kind of doing the best they can, and it's not really the best things to do. Like the like the Travis Travis Homick trade was that's the best thing they could have done at the time, but it was dumb because they yeah. paid way too much. Way but too they, much. But getting a guy like Travis uh, Hamnick was a good idea in theory. 
Yeah. Um, same thing with getting rid of Dougie Hamilton, I guess. They're like, oh, yeah, let's trade, trade Dougie Hamilton. Yeah, but... Not, not only did they trade Dougie Hamilton for Noah Hanfin, which is almost like a non... like a non-move, uh, you traded away Adam Fox, who could blow your socks off, but you never even... You just... You just you told everyone for the last two years you're not going to trade this guy. Yeah. Well, and, to me, it's... And, I, and I'm not the first person to say this, but... I think, you know, uh, Dougie Hamilton is what you hope that Noah Hannafin projects to be. That's exactly what it is. But I feel like Hannafin will be better. But again, okay. that's, that's, well, also, that's also still a question mark. I have no proof. That's just my gut feeling. Do you, are you beefing with Dougie Hamilton because he likes the museum and you don't? I love museums. <laughs> I just don't like Dougie Hamilton's. What a boring guy. I just think, he, I just think he's there's too much hype behind his name he's in the news too much it's not good for a guy's game to be in the news this much for being such a whatever player. you guys are fucking stressing me out I <laughs> I disagree so vehemently with both of you right now I, I was joking about the boring guy I was I was being sarcastic <laughs> you've been I'm reading sorry. too many TSN articles Carter I know okay um, at risk of uh, you know just you know continuing on the calgary flames for too long i decided that because we're only going to get you uh for another like 20 minutes or so because i know you got band practice carter how do you feel about splitting this episode up we'll do the first 15 uh with tim like the first 15 teams and then we'll do the rest with somebody else next week does that work for you yeah for sure then we can give tim the proper uh sign off here so if we move into carolina um, I think they did a lot of really great stuff here. Um, Trevor Van Riemsdyk re-signed last night, two years for two point three million. Calvin DeHaan, which I think what was you know pretty good. I, I wanted the Leafs to get him. I know a lot of other people did as well. Uh, four years by four point five five, and you know I, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this. You know this time next year, but Peter Mrazek signing a one-year contract for $1.5 million. Was there anything there that you guys liked or disliked? I don't get why anyone doesn't like Peter Morazic. Well, I just think that he's been a little bit all over the place the last couple of years. He wasn't really anything special, I felt, in Philadelphia. Um, although I think they should have kept Morazic over... Um, I mean, obviously they're going to keep Elliot, but I think that Mrazic could have been a decent backup goaltender. I think given that Darling's, you know, season with the Hurricanes last year was just so all over the place. I think if Mrazic can bounce back, even in a, you know, I'd say like if he could take 30, 35 games off of Darling's plate, I think that that could be really good. The only problem is they signed him twice, guys. Oh my! Yeah, the TSN website's not very good for this. All right. What is three three million dollars a year? Just because. All I'm gonna say about Carolina is I used to before the new owner took over. I was really stoked on them because I thought they were going a good direction. And this guy is just not he's not doing it for me. He, he's trying to he's trying to spend less money. And yeah. It, 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 you hear about that story? How he doesn't think he should pay for the scouts' cell phone bills, like things like that. <laughs> A little ridiculous, so cell phone bills I are would, expensive. I would say, I would say, um, let's see how maybe Valentin Zaykov and Martin Nekash fit in this year. That'd be cool. Uh, Alex Jelkovic is probably a goalie we've been waiting to see longer than 
probably any other goalie, maybe besides Thatcher Demko. So yeah, he's good. I, I like him. I, I hope I hope this team figures it out because they've been figuring it out pretty well. Their they, their rebuilding was great. Their drafting was great. Now they just got to put they got to put pen to paper. So that's all. I think it was really interesting to see the type of success that the Charlotte Checkers had last year. Um, Carter and I had uh, our friend Corey Snyder on the show. Um, who does uh, some really great work with both Chicago, I guess, and Carolina. Um, and Corey we, Schneider, right? He's just pretty good work in uh, New Jersey, too. Yeah, different guy. <laughs> but uh, we, stayed, we stayed away from can that we, when he was can on. We, can, we, can we talk about, sorry, not to, fin- not to cut you off, but can we talk about the Blackhawks in the last five minutes I have? Because I just want to destroy this team. Okay, so we're going to get as far as the Blackhawks with you before you got band practice. That's cool. Um, well, I was just going to say, Cam Ward, this is a good transition because Cam Ward uh, is not going to be playing with uh, the Hurricanes this year. Where do you want to get started on the Blackhawks, Mr. Waugh? Well, it all started when they <laughs> signed Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane to $10.5 million deals. <laughs> so... So we're we're in this funny we're in this funny place now where they have two million left in cap. What is, go through the list there? Besides drafting Adam Bockwist, which just fell under their fucking lap. Pretty much. What is, but so, they signed Cam Ward, and they signed Chris Kunitz. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, guys, and, veteran grit. Hello. <laughs> if you look at their roster right now, it is the two thousand and eight All Star. Or sorry, eight. It's like the 2012 All-Star team. And then also a bunch of guys you will never see play again in the NHL in like two years when their contracts with the Blackhawks are up. I was going to say, wasn't Kunitz playing in, uh, in Anaheim with Korea? He was playing He was playing in Bethlehem with Moses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This guy, I thought he was going to retire. I thought he was done. I, I yeah, Alex DeBrincat needs to show up and make a big splash because they don't they only have two more years on his entry level then he's gonna probably want a bucket of cash if he does well. Oh god, guys, I, I was joking about Kunitz in Korea, but they Kunitz's first year in Anaheim was Korea's last year in Anaheim. There you go. But see, I didn't mind the Brandon Manning signing because, like, I feel like Chicago's defense is a bit of a tire fire. Connor Murphy, like, what do you think? I, I know he played with the Yotes for a long time, Tim. Do you think a guy like Connor Murphy still has, like, a gear that he hasn't reached yet, or? No, nah, he's hit it. He's hit, his, he's hit his peak. He's always going to be, like, a half-decent kind of a shutdown guy. He, honestly, like, Yalmer, he, he models his game after Yalmerson, or at least he tries to. He blocks a ton of shots. Tries to make everything very very calculated pass-wise and stuff. Yeah. It's a little loosey-goosey, so he could get better with age. That's the kind of nice thing with defense to defense when they, they usually get better with age. They don't really... You can't get worse at being smarter with the puck. It's more or less of a... Um, yes, production's always going to be very lukewarm. So, um, in that case, like, I think their defense is... It's awful, but it's not the worst, worst of their issues. I just think they have... They just they've painted themselves in a corner with these contracts like they they can't even try and get they tr- can't even try and get better because they can't move any of these deals yeah 
It's true. Well, the Seabrook deal, um, I think they will eventually try and move on from that. Um, I think they're going to trade like Jose's dead cap space um, at some point or another because he's obviously not coming back. Um, and I think at some point or another, it might be wise to look at moving on from a guy like uh, Jonathan Taves, um, trading him to a team that desperately needs help at center. Um, think about, well, I was going to say Montreal, but they probably don't have the assets to make something like that work. But, it, you know, actually, maybe they do. I mean, Montreal had a, a pretty decent draft, all things considered. They hit on a lot of their, or I believe that they hit on a few of those picks. Um, but I feel like a guy like Jonathan Taves could get moved to a team like Montreal um, and that would give them kind of the center help that they need and he speaks French so I honestly I feel like I feel like you can't actually trade Jonathan Taves though because he's just that guy no matter how no matter how bad he is you can't trade him I think if they were smart, they would look at doing it because you know a team like Montreal who values a good pro, uh, in air quotes, that they that they would probably, again, their assets situation's a little funny right now, but I feel like a team like that who has the cap space would at least look at a move like that, and that would allow Chicago a little bit of cap, cap flexibility uh, to be able to do some of the things that they need to do, right? Yeah, having a guy who's making ten and a half million when he's thirty, thirty-one, two, three, and four is kind of a <laughs> scary thing to do, I guess. But uh, you know what? If that's your prerogative, I think that I think the Habs should just grasp at any center that they're willing to that they can even try and get their hands on. But that's just me. Carter, you think you could suit up for them next year? If they if they keep if they keep going the. Uh the way they're going, I think Jack Miller can suit up for him next year. <laughs> oh my god, that's a that's a joke that no one understands. But Jack Uh-oh. Jack Miller is a guy who plays on our hockey team that we coach, and the funniest oh, thing oh, oh. ever when we were at the athletic banquet. Obviously, all the players were all boozed up, and he got his name called to come and get some certificate or an achievement, and he stood at the head of the table and goes. Jack Miller, sexually active, and I spit my drink everywhere. <laughs> okay, right before I go, the last thing I want to say about the Blackhawks is I do actually really like uh, Henry Yoki Haru. I think you say it. Henry Yoka Harju. Yeah, the uh, their their old right hand defenseman prospect there they drafted last year. I think he's pretty lights out, so they got something in him. But other than that, I hope they die in fire. Anyway, I'm done. <laughs> Tim, you don't you don't want to you guys don't want to talk about Grubauer and uh, the Avalanche before you leave. You don't got two minutes. I, I got to run. He's got to run, man. This will be a pretty quick uh, episode, but we'll be back next week with uh, I don't know something else to talk about. Uh, Tim, where can people find your hot takes? All my hot steaming steaming hot takes. You can find. <laughs> um, I try not to. I try not to dabble too much in other league stuff. I try to keep a Coyotes only, but at Yotes Trade Sen, C E N, that's my uh, that's my uh, Coyotes oriented Twitter account. Also at Timothy Watt, if you want to get roasted or see some memes. <laughs> <laughs> Quick question for you. That's kind of band related. Um, what's going on with Exalt? Um, playing a festival September twenty second. Uh, uh, might have might have a new song. Might not. You have to find show up to find out, and then that's about it. Okay, 
Sounds good, buddy. Well, thanks for joining us as always, and we will I talk to you. more time. That's okay. It's okay. You, you well, can come back next week for part two if you want. Oh, well, I would love, love uh, and by then Carlson will be on the lightning, so we can talk about that. All right. That sounds good to me, man. We will we'll wait for you to do the next part of this episode, and we'll record it sometime next week. Wait for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, guys. See you later. Okay, so that was our, I'd say, fairly brief by Hoser's standards interview with our friend Tim Waugh. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we're going to be back next week with part two of this interview with our friend Tim. Um, but thank you for checking it out. We appreciate it. Remember that uh, you can listen to Hosers on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can rate and review the podcast on iTunes or leave a comment on SoundCloud if you're so inclined. And remember to follow myself and Carter on Twitter. You can follow me at ckillingsworth9 and at Carter Lupel for Carter. Sound good? All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye.